everybody. You're listening to Wedding Confessions, and it's me, Trevor. I am here today with one of my favorite people in the wedding world. She's Teddy. She's the marrying lady. She's one of the best officiants in the city. Welcome, Teddy. Thank you so much for that glowing introduction. (laughs) So, Teddy, I wanted to talk to you today because this past weekend, I worked a wedding that just fell out of my control, and that's never happened before. It was messed up. Wow. I worked with this couple for a year and a half, and I was their full wedding planner. And part of planning a wedding, when it's a full wedding plan, I have to give vendor recommendations. So I recommend people in every category, multiple people. We meet with them. We choose who we want to work with for the wedding day. And their weddings are great. But in this case, they went against all of my recommendations. It was really, it was almost like, why did you hire me? What was the point? And I can work with anybody. And I will work with anybody. So let me, let me tell you what happened. Okay. It was a 500-person wedding. Wow. Have you ever yes. done a wedding that large? Yes. What's the largest wedding you've ever had to speak in front of? Well, I, I did World Pride 2014, so I married 115 couples. So. No way. Yes, I did. 115 couples at the same time. So we, we married all of them at the same time, and then I married them individually, like 10 of them individually after with 10 other officiants. So we all took them on. So that was, it's the largest wedding in North America. Oh my God, this is so cool. I yeah. didn't know this. Yeah. But you know, I wanted to marry people coming from other parts of the world for free that weren't recognized. And I still give free weddings for same-sex couples that come into Canada, and I provide their wedding services for free because I believe it's a, a human right. And so when I heard World Pride was having a massive wedding event, I contacted them and I said, can I help? I'll volunteer, let me marry people for you. And they said, absolutely, come on board. Wow. But getting back to what you're talking about, (laughs) because, you know, I've actually heard other wedding planners who have talked about being in the predicament of working with a client, offering them suggestions, and then the client will basically um, take the value amount of, so you're doing the research, this is how much this will cost, this is how much this will cost, and they take that information and go, where can I get that cheaper? Where can I find, like, the cheapest possible now that I know what that borderline is? go back to the wedding planner and say, you're not providing me with any value, when really they are because they're suggesting exactly, you know, here's what to expect in good value. And then the wedding planner ends up being stuck in the end with people who are not reliable, not going to show up, not going to provide the service, and they're put in the position of cleaning up that mess. And I've heard that before. That you should almost exactly charge them more if they don't choose the people that you recommend. I wish I could because that that's you just nailed it. That's exactly what happened. And so in this case, it was a catering company. Oh, no. So the food, which is the most important part of a wedding, one of the most important parts of the wedding, something that everybody remembers, oh, yes. whether it's good or bad. Yes. And so what I usually recommend is anywhere between two and four vendors from each category. So in this case, I had gotten quotes from four different catering companies, but all companies that I've worked with that I can literally say These people are amazing. Their product is fantastic. Their price point is reasonable or great. But you're going to get somebody who shows up and makes the food and everybody's happy. Professionalism. This company was $2,000 cheaper, which is a big chunk of cash, especially when you're spending so much money. You want to save wherever you can. And they were an hour and a half late. (gasps) I thought so, yeah. 
So after 20 minutes, I start calling. Where are you? Oh, we're right around the corner. Okay. Next 20 minutes. Um, which corner? Because <laughs> you're still not here yet. And at this point, sorry, after the first 20 minutes, I started having myself and my assistants, because it was such a large wedding, we had two assistants there that day, we started setting the tables. Because that's part of what the catering company does, is putting the linens out, getting the, t the cutlery down, and the glassware, folding the napkins. So I knew we were already going to be delayed, so we just had, we do it. We do what we can to make everything run smoothly. Absolutely. The so beauty of a wedding planner. So this was one way that I knew we would, I could fix part of this little blip. Okay, they're late, fine. So an hour and a half later they show up, but the food still didn't show up for another half an hour after that. So now it's two hours late. Wow. Wow. And it just, they, were, they weren't pleasant, there were no apologies. And I said, so how late is the food gonna come out now? It, it, because you're two hours late, does that mean the food is gonna come out two hours late? Food was 45 minutes late. So cocktail hour started, there were drinks flowing, but there was no food. And cocktail hour is an hour. It's called that for a reason. <laughs> so the food coming out 45 minutes late means that we're going to be delaying the entire evening, which sucks. It sucks. Nobody wants to start partying at 11 o'clock at night. Wow. And were there kids there? There were kids there, yes. Hungry little cranky kids. Hungry there. little cranky kids. Hungry little cranky adults. Yeah. Hungry little cranky uh, newlyweds. Oh. People were not happy about this. And... But then the worst of it happened. So it was a buffet. Yeah. And as they were replenishing the buffet, there was a weird smell. <gasps> the food had rotted. <gasps> oh, my gosh. So instead of taking the food away, they were serving it. <gasps> yeah. If only you can see Teddy's face right now. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So I went into the kitchen. I'm like, guys, what's going on? Why are you serving this? So they ended up taking the food away. I said, get, just get dessert out. Just get dessert out. Dessert's okay, right? Yeah. And dessert was okay. But then another thing happened. The, so they were serving butter chicken. Oh, yeah. And one of the guests had asked three separate servers, are there nuts <gasps> in the butter chicken? And apparently butter chicken, it's known that it's made with cashews. Yeah. Are cashews nuts? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the owner of this catering company swore up and down that cashews are not a nut and that the servers were right to say that there were no nuts in the butter wow. chicken. So now we've got a guest who is needing his EpiPen. Oh, my gosh. And we're trying to keep this quiet so that we're not panicking the whole, m all the masses, yeah. 500 people. The father of this poor person who was having an attack was fighting with the head of the catering company who was pulling up on Google that cashews are not a nut. No Stop. Way. I know. So needless to say, the next day, guests were having problems in the bathroom. Oh, my gosh. From eating rotten food. <gasps> and the catering company kind of washed their hands of it. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So this is why, this is, this is a story that I'm able to tell now when I meet with couples and they are searching for their own vendors. I would rather do more research and find you more people than you just do it on your own. I would rather know that these are people that I've worked with that I can vouch for. And when it's someone that I've never worked with that I don't know that's going to cause all of this bullshit, 
there's not much I can do after the no. fact. Especially when it's key things and key things that are really important to the couple or the guests of the whole event. I mean, I had a situation uh, in Kleinberg where the bride had actually planned her entire wedding around June because she wanted peonies. And then she booked the peonies in December. And when the florist showed up, she said, well, the good news is I do have the baby's breath. <gasps> but no peony. Ugh. But here's some other flowers I have. Oh, no. And the wedding was booked in June for peonies. And you could just imagine that just before going into her, you know, you don't want to be stressed about anything. Little things happen. All little things happen. All the time. But when it's things that are really critically important to the couple, you know, no one else noticed there was no peonies. But she had literally planned her wedding in June <laughs> for peonies. And it's, it's upsetting for me because I obviously want the couple to always be super happy, relaxed, and ready to go into that ceremony. Just their hearts there, not up in their brains and, you know, their minds turning. But And all she was thinking about is how there's no peonies. There's no peonies. And so another thing that happened at this exact same wedding. Oh, no. This wedding had a dark cloud on it. I don't know why. The morning of the wedding... The flowers were dropped off, the bouquets, and she hated it. Oh. It wasn't what she wanted. It wasn't what she talked about. The flowers were dying. It just was a mess. She had to go to a local grocery store and ask the florist there if they could put together a wedding bouquet, which actually turned out to be gorgeous. <laughs> but like Another task on the wedding day. Like, hey, limo, can you just swing by the grocery store so that I can get a proper bouquet for my wedding? Wow. So that's how the day started. And there was more shit that happened that day that it just like... I can imagine. What the heck is going on here? And And yes, I understand that it's wedding. It, emotions are flying high and we're spending a lot of money and we just want everything to be perfect. But there's two types of people out there when things like this happen. There's the type of person that just kind of goes with it and says there was a like almost like a tornado, a hurricane on their wedding day and it was just mad, mad weather. And they looked at me and they just said, we're creating memories, <laughs> which is a beautiful thing to say. Absolutely. But Best then there's the, ever. the other approach, which is stomping your feet, crying hysterically, throwing things. This is the worst day. Why is this happening to me? Blame, blame, blame. And I hate to say it, but your attitude is what... I, I wrote something on Facebook recently that said, attitudes are contagious. Is yours worth catching? <laughs> and this is the exact example. Your attitude is creating everybody else's mood for that day. Absolutely. And... Nobody could calm her down. I mean, she had close friends there, and she had her, her family, which was stressing her out even more, but there was nothing that could calm her down. So this couple that you had, when you did the original meeting with them, do you have a way of having some kind of sensing whether or not the couple's going to be open to listening? Or like, can you tell from the first meeting that you know, they might go a little off the rails? And Yes and no. Are you learning to do that? Now? I'm definitely <laughs> learning to do that. But sometimes it's a shocker. Like sometimes the smallest thing will change someone's, our ch will change our relationship. Because yeah. usually the people that I work with, and I'm very fortunate to have this, I attract the right personalities. But once in a while, one kind of slips through the cracks and it's yeah. just like, oh no, what happened? Yeah. Wh and why is this happening? But to answer your question, No. <laughs> yeah. I remember when I met with this couple, it was an interesting conversation because their parents didn't think that they could plan the wedding on their own. So they hired me 
and didn't tell their parents that I was actually doing all the work in the oh, background. Wow, it just gets more and more complicated. So my 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 templates, my spreadsheets, my everything, my budgets, my schedules were all having to be sent to them without my logo on it. Really? So there was something to prove. And then for all of this to then happen on the wedding day. Huh. Interesting, isn't it? Absolutely. Regardless of who the vendor is that's hired, if I recommended it or not, I still work very hard with this couple to make sure that the schedule is made the way that we need it, that they have whatever they need to survive for the day. And that was all done. That's how I knew they were an hour and a half late because they said, we'll be there at two. We need that many hours to get everything prepped. This is when our staff is showing up. So it just boggles my mind that people don't follow their own timelines. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. Just too many questions. But anyways, <laughs> we got to go to break because we have a couple waiting in the wings here that wants to come and talk to us about their wedding. So we will be right back. Hello, my name is Teddy Credure, otherwise known as the Marion Lady. I'm a legal officiant in the province of Ontario, and I conduct non-denominational and spiritual weddings, commitment ceremonies, elopements, or simply get the paperwork done and renew your vows in any setting, including large or small, even your own backyard. For the past 12 years, I've studied ceremonial rites when living and working all around the world, which makes me very adaptable to meet your needs, regardless of what your religious background or faith. I'm basically going to do a ceremony made for you. Please check me out at www.sheisthemarionlady.com or themarionlady.com for more information, including reviews, videos, and a lot of photos. I'm Trevor from Trevents Wedding and Event Planning, and I'm here to help make your wedding dreams come true. I offer full planning, partial planning, and of course, wedding month management. So check me out on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. My handle is at Trevents Planner. And go to my website at www.trevents.ca, T-R-E-V-E-N-T-S dot C-A. So we are back, and I'm still here with Teddy, my gorgeous co-host. Hey, welcome, Teddy. Welcome, welcome. And uh, we are now joined with, by Mike and Kim. Hey, boys. Hi, guys. Hey. Hey. <laughs> How you doing? Oh, I'm so we're, um, we're, we're off today, so we're that's good. Today. You're happy, boys. <laughs> happy long Happy weekend. to not be working. Happy to be here talking about your wedding. Yes. Which was a pretty yes. spectacular, spectacular day. Yeah. But before we talk about your wedding, I want to hear a little bit about your love story because you guys have a really sweet story. So, <laughs> basically, uh, we met back in 2010. We're both nurses, so... Uh, at that time, one of my colleagues' patient was coding, like having a heart attack. And in mental health, we have no IV, no IV stuff that we can use to save her life. So I had to go rush upstairs, and that was his unit. And then I had a quick glance at him. He didn't even help me out. But <laughs> oh, Kim. Where's your IV supplies? <laughs> oh, I just say, oh, it's over there in the clean utilities. So just, you know. <laughs> Grab whatever you need. And this was your first encounter. You'd that never seen each other before. No time to flirt at that time. <laughs> but it's always that moment of like you see somebody and it's like oh, and so you felt something. It, it there was something, but yes, that's why ever since then I was like oh I wish I could be working in that unit because I come to work I don't know where I'd be working, 
So I keep telling them, can I be rotated in that unit? No way. Just so you could spend time together? So that I can just see him more and talk to him more and maybe like... Stalk her. <laughs> Stalk her. Stalk him. <laughs> yeah. And so did that work? Did you get to spend more time? I actually got a job there. <laughs> so I, That's I, love. I, I applied and I said, you know what? Um, I'd love to work in that unit. And the manager was actually good enough to be supportive of my education because I pursue more nursing so that I can work in ICU. And that's when I start working with him a lot often. How did you know he was gay when you first saw him? When I first saw him, I knew. Like, he's so cute and he's so sexy that he must be taken already. So I was like, there's... All the good ones are, yeah, right? Yeah, so I was like, there's no way. And then I just, you know, I just, one day I started telling my coworker we should go out for breakfast after a night shift and it's just my way of like hanging out with him and I, I guess one of our friends didn't show up so it was just the two of us I'm like great <laughs> so this is my chance we were just supposed to go for lunch and then um, go shopping and then yeah we just take it you know but leading to it we knew I knew that there's something is there because he's been texting me. I'm like, if he's supposed to be straight, which a lot of people claim that he is supposed to be, <laughs> why is he texting me at this time of the day or night? Well, I did feel something, but like I said, growing up in, in my culture, um, it's something uh, frowned upon. So it's something that I really suppress growing up. The Filipino culture. Yes. Yep. Yeah, I actually texted him like, are you gay? Or did I say something like that on the text? And he's like, I've never really spoke to anyone about it. I'm like, oh my God, he's a virgin. <gasps> <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, yeah. In, that, in that matter, I'm like, I mean, right? That's the first thing that you yeah. thought of. I love it. Like, I wasn't comfortable talking about it, but slowly, like, he was just saying, like, it's okay. Like, you know, you can tell me anything. This is completely, you know, um, this is completely um, private, just the two of us. And yeah, just like that, like I, I like I had best friends that I never really <laughs> confessed anything. But this is a complete well, not complete stranger, but somebody that I just met, and now I'm slowly drawn into him and telling me my my real me. So. Wow, how special! But while we're on the topic of you suppressing it for so long, and that your culture, your community doesn't really approve of being gay. This kind of filtered into your wedding planning, whereas your parents, Kim, weren't coming to your wedding. Yeah, um, it was unfortunate because, well, it started when we got engaged and I didn't even hear anything about them congratulating. I mean, they, they're okay us living together and then leading to the, um, the planning um, of course, I have to tell them like, okay, we're gonna get married and this and that. So I did tell them uh, this some early December of um, last year, and straight up they said that um, it's okay coming. if you guys do that, but just don't include us because we're not we're not gonna be there. So you must have met with me before you told them, right? Because I remember when we had our meeting, I I was teasing you. Do your parents know yet? Because I had actually met with uh, 
uh, two Filipino ladies that were getting married uh, after on the 18th of August, and one of them hadn't told her mother yet that yeah. she was gay, let alone that she was getting married. And then I remember you looking yeah. at him going, well, <laughs> we've got, we're in a similar, similar situation. situation. Yeah. yeah. Of course, I want them to be there, but it's just like, it was just unfortunate that I got my answer right there. And when I decided to talk to my parents about the wedding, um, I had all my brothers with me, which is from day one, they were very supportive and they, um, they really tried to talk them into it and, w you know, That's tell them whatever, whatever reason and, but, you know, knowing them, they, when they say no, then it's a no. Um, and in fact, my, my uh, brother said, like, well, we have eight months to convince you guys. I remember when you told me for the first time that this was happening, and I was just heartbroken for you because the, I mean, you want your parents' approval regardless of your sexuality or religion or anything. And to, to hear from you and to see how sad you both were about this was just, I, I wanted to be able to do something, but uh, there's nothing that I could do to help the situation except be there for you and let you ha have a sounding board. And months and months and months we struggled with this. Were they going to come? Should we put them at a table? Should we leave the table empty oh, if no, they're not going to come? Yes. That table seating plan changed on that like less than 24 hours before the wedding even started. I remember. Because we were really hoping that there will be some sort of miracle, but he said, you know what, just count my dad out. He's not coming. So let's just finalize the seating plan right now. This was all happening, and then the day of the wedding comes, and your mom shows up. Actually, I had a conversation with my, m well, I had a talk with my mom. Um, um, I don't know what happened, but initially they said they're not coming, so I said, okay, fine. And then later on, when I give the invitation, a um, few months later, um, I don't know, for some reason, they said, like, oh, I'm, I'm coming to the reception. I said, and it's funny because when he, when she told us that she's coming to the reception, I was like, oh my God, this is, this, this is, is like exciting, but you don't even have a gown. It's like less than three weeks before <laughs> I the love wedding. that that's what you automatically go to. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to wear, mom? And then when the week, actually uh, two weeks or a week before the, w the actual wedding, I, I talked to her, to her, I said, um, are you coming to the ceremony? And she said, no. The Why? Reception. She said that, well, it's in my um, belief that um, the same sex, I don't believe in same-sex same marriage. She didn't want to see the actual ceremony happen. She doesn't want to witness the vow. She was comfortable being at the party afterwards. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But sh when she showed up, she showed up right before the ceremony. So, so this is like minutes before we start pro doing the procession like right? literally minutes. minutes like you you were lined up we had the two of you hidden we were ready to go and then your your mom kim shows up yeah so i was already emotionally wrecked inside that wine shop on my own i remember i had like stuff coming out of my nose and then i saw his mom come in and i'm like oh my gosh am i gonna tell her am i gonna beg her at this time like but i felt like i didn't want to pursue her and force her to do anything that she doesn't feel comfortable. So she just went ahead inside a wine shop and the next thing you know, his sister-in-law came in looking for her. I'm like, oh, she's right there. And she's like, let me deal with this. 
and I don't know what she said because when I went and looked around the corner, she wasn't there anymore. When I went back to my position, I saw her lining up, and I'm like, and oh, I wasn't ready for that moment. <laughs> and we got one of Kim's brothers. One of your brothers walked her down the aisle. Yeah, because I think it was um, Mike's mom saying that, well, it doesn't look good just by like you walking by yourself. So why don't you grab one of your son yeah. just to escort you and you know to represent us. So that was a beautiful moment. It was, and when during the mother and dance sand, that's when I just really looked at her and hug her, and you know, like I said, we don't talk. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. All about actions, about and we just, you know, I was just, I told her like, thank you so much for, for coming, and you know, she was, she hugged just me too, and she just looked at me, and she, I can tell that she's, she's happy. You know what really was touching for me is that it's not just having the family there, but that you two had uh, beautifully crafted your ceremony in, in so many beautiful ways. But the one aspect was about honoring the parents. So the, the actual ceremony itself had a good chunk of it to recognize and honor them. So it had been changed when, you know, that wasn't going to be the case. And then suddenly it was the case again. And so... You know, it's not just having them there. It was that you wanted to extend your beauty and love to them in your actual ceremony itself. It's very touching. Uh, while we're on the topic of ceremony, and Teddy is here who performed the ceremony, one of the, when we were planning your wedding, one of the things you said to me was, this is not negotiable. We have to get Teddy to <laughs> be in our <laughs> ceremony. This yes. is true. This is honest to God. They, they had found you... How did you know who she was? <laughs> so I, I emailed her actually. I googled um, gay wedding, Filipina, <laughs> Toronto, and she shows up. So I'm like, oh my gosh, this Filipina lady is going to marry us. <laughs> you thought she was... <laughs> she, she, was she, we, she could but, pose as a Filipina. But then when I look <laughs> at her profile, right, the more like, I wait dig a into it, I was like, my gosh, she sounds incredible. And I'm like, I want her to be the one Aww, for our wedding. Sorry, I'm not Filipino. <laughs> oh, it didn't matter anymore. It didn't matter because when I saw her portfolio and how many people that have said amazing things about her and the way that she um, is able to help us with the ceremony even, I was like, this is, this is perfect. It has to be her. It has to be her. And then even with you, like we were so set on our date August 18th. Well, in order to make it work, we had to change it. And thankfully, both of you, Trevor and Teddy, are available on August the 10th. And we're okay with that date. It's still a very lucky date for us. Absolutely. So, like, you know what? It's no easy brainer that, thank God, it, it happened. Well, I'm <laughs> delighted it happened because you two are just... It'll be hard to find another couple that can top the amount of love and intention and the creativity that went into your ceremony. Like. You know, it's a bit of a joy for an officiant to have people who will sit there and listen to me just throw out idea after idea of all the things that I have in my head. Yeah. And you go, oh, let's listen, let's take it, and let's even make it into something even better. Yeah. It was so and good. And that's how the Infinity 8 came about. So at your, your wedding, you called the wedding party your Infinity 8. Mm -hmm. You had your eight best friends that were going to surround you for your wedding. So when we met Teddy, she was, you know, giving us um, the template of this is what's going to happen and stuff like that. And at first, 
well, she said that this is your wedding. You can do whatever you want, whatever, you know. So we watched Game of Thrones and we saw this hand fast thing. <laughs> it's like, oh, I like that idea. But then <laughs> later on. And also the mother of dragons being right in the middle and all her slaves were like, just like reaching up <laughs> to her. I'm like, I want to be not the mother of dragons, but I want us to be in the middle of it and have all these people intertwine in some manner. And in our culture, we have that cord where you wrap the couple yeah, the cord. for infinity. And I was just saying, well, this is our wedding. We can do whatever we want. We don't have to have a best man or a groomsmaid or whatever. So we can pick all these eight people who happens to represent stuff that are important in our relationship. Yes. So each of the eight of your friends yes. represented something different. Yes. And Teddy was able to present each of them almost to you and told a little story about how each of them are important to you. So we had friendship, we had family, love, romance, happiness, dance, adventure. And adventure, is that eight already? And then the best part about it though was you had them positioned as the actual infinity symbol. So when the drone <laughs> rose up into the sky and looked down upon the ceremony, there was the infinity symbol with the two of you in the middle of it. Yes. Yes. How cool is that? It was so cool. <laughs> we, we had X's on the floor where each of them had to stand. We rehearsed the shit out of that. Yeah. And to make sure it's just a very seamless. Transition. It was almost like a choreographed dance. Like we had to get them in position and out of position to look fluid and beautiful and not just and like perfect eight and a perfect <laughs> <Yeah>. symbol. <laughs> and, but we didn't want it to look like it wasn't perfect. So we practiced that quite a bit. Yeah. And it ended up looking spectacular. Okay, let's backtrack just a little bit now to when you were actually planning your wedding. So you went on this epic, epic trip to the Philippines and you got engaged there. And you start planning your wedding. No, wait. First you messaged me on Instagram. <laughs> yes. And we talked a little bit yeah. about planning your wedding. And then I didn't hear from you for <laughs> a year. Wow. <laughs> Yeah. But you were persistent. And I kind of like that about you because when we were like in our high of being engaged and everything, we were planning our wedding. I was like, two years should be enough. Like I was trying to say to myself, since I'm very good at planning, maybe I can do this on my own. Of course. Everybody and thinks that. To try to save some money. And I don't know, having two jobs, well, three jobs, both of us. I just find that it was so difficult, so that's why. But when you kept, you know, following up with me, like, what's going on, I said, like, you know. What's At first, it was destination because we want body of water with us. And, and next thing you know, because after, the, after when we get back from the uh, from Philippines, after being engaged, he was like, okay, how do you want to do this? Like, what do you want to do? <laughs> and I said, well, honestly, for me, if I if I have a choice, I would just go get the paper done at the city hall, and then let's just go somewhere else. Like I'd rather spend money on us than to for the wedding. Like just <laughs> you know. Boy, did that change. And me growing up, I've always wanted to have that moment where I walk down the aisle and see my family, see my friends. Like it doesn't have to be a grandeur type of cellar celebration. Like it could be something simple, something intimate. So we wanted to do something that is in the middle. And that's one night when they were all drunk. 
at his friend's place. They were saying, so, wow, Mike. September 2017. <laughs> How's your wedding planning going? And I then, looked at him like, we can't do this. <laughs> there is no way. We don't even know who to approach. I said, when, when, when is the wedding? What are we going to do? Because we need to be bo- we need to be off. I said, no, we're going to elope. No, not happening. You have to have a party. Yeah. <laughs> I love so this. That's when I reached back to you after a year. <laughs> I said, hi, Trevor. Do you remember me? <laughs> I hope you're available on this day. At that time, we were thinking August 18. And then we met up with you, and it was just... From then on, thank God, everything went to its proper place. Yeah, We felt so, like, relaxed. You brought so many elements of yourselves into your wedding. That, that's what makes a really cool party, is kind of when you, you throw tradition out the window, so to speak. I mean, you still have traditions in your wedding, but you wanted to do things for yourselves. You had some of the coolest uh, elements to your wedding. I absolutely loved that you incorporated how much you love to travel into so many parts of your wedding. You guys have gone to so many different countries. So each of your tables was a different country with a different picture of you in that country. And in order to get to your table, instead of a regular table card, you had to pick up your boarding pass, yes. which had the, your name and the country that you were going to be sitting at. How cool is that? It's very cool. And your logo had the infinity symbol as a part of it. You just, you guys wanted so many elements and had them all tied together, which is just so awesome. You should be so proud of what you, you did for your wedding. We really wanted to incorporate all the, like as much as who we are into this wedding because this wedding is not really about like showing off all these flowers and all that we want to throw in a lot of our personality and our lives right this is a very big deal it is still for us the happiest day of our lives Aww. and to us we wanted to make sure that every single one of the person that were invited there felt special and felt a good amount of this is who mike and kim is and i felt blessed to be here in this room with them like even your vows i mean those vows were impossible to get through without tearing up like you truly expressed who you were where you're going and what you wanted to say to each other true love yeah it was it was very tough when i wrote that vow and i'm really thankful that we well both of us because we used your workshop at the youtube channel that you have and you know what? I've listened to so many vows already on YouTube. Let me try to do this on my own because the last thing I need is to write something that other person have said. So I wanted to make it myself and my own words in my own terms. And when I did your, your workshop, yes, it did. Like just within, well, three hours, <laughs> listening to music, answering the questions, and it just where can people find the, your workshop when you go onto the blog and up in the the blog part search to put vows because there's three different videos um, the one is the one that just gives you w- questions to get yeah. you going the second one is just different styles of yeah. doing it and the third are just words to help fill in the blanks and yeah. very helpful so yeah. anybody yeah. listening that's struggling with your vows go to Teddy's website and yes. do her workshop Anyone who's done that workshop, though, their vows are a full page long. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Other, others have said, yeah, I did your workshop, and their vows were always a full page. So it just, a lot comes out of it, I think. Yeah. And you also, so you had mentioned that you originally wanted to do a destination wedding, and you kind of did. 
We went to a, 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 a winery out in the Niagara region, stayed in a hotel overnight. It was like we were away. Yeah. And it was really nice. So you kind of got that element of the destination wedding feel. It was a beautiful winery. It was. Like, it was absolutely nice. gorgeous. The wine was amazing. Remember when we did our road trip out there to do the food tasting and the wine tasting? Mm. So much fun. Oh, you it have was. a hard job. I, you the try? hardest <laughs> job. <is laughs> you poor guy. I know. It's, it's hard to be me. Um, but I loved every minute of it. We got to spend so much time together. We bonded. We sang on the car rides. You guys danced in the car. Because <laughs> they're also Zumba instructors. Yeah. And they're still trying to get me to come to a Zumba class. But <laughs> I told you, I'm such a spaz. I don't <laughs> dance well. I'm a typical white Jewish guy. We have no <laughs> rhythm. Just do your own Madonna. We saw how you were doing your channel. Yeah, so. I was 13. So <laughs> It is so a big difference. A few years ago. <laughs> Just a couple of years ago. <laughs> but... Um, yeah, you guys were a pleasure to work with. You're just such a sweet couple. You're so genuine. You're so generous. And it was really fun working with you. Well, it was fun working with it you guys as well, Teddy and Trevor. And um, we were very honored. I don't think we could have done this without you guys, honestly. Because yeah. for anybody who's listening out there and say, like, you know what? I can do this on my own even on the day of. I would strongly suggest... Please hire a professional. If you cannot afford for a whole year, like at least on the day of or a month before the day of your wedding, because at that time when I went to this venue, I was emotionally a wreck. Oh, for sure. I've been trying to suppress everything because I was anxious about the planning, about the weather. And I'm such, I work in ICU, so I told Kim I'm very anal about stuff. I like OCD at certain places. So at that time, like what you said, Trevor, just let go. And I, ex- I did exactly like that. The moment I stepped on that parking lot, I saw Teddy. I just broke down. I saw my mom. I saw yeah. <laughs> my dog started pooping. And then, you s- and then I felt I so embarrassed. Of course you did. To clean up after him. Yeah. And then I was just like, and then Trevor was like, what's wrong? What's wrong? He was so concerned, like something happened. <laughs> Is this like tears of joy? And I'm like, yes. He finally let go. <laughs> I was. I, I was. I don't know how brides with makeup, full makeup and hair, because I had stuff coming out of my nose. Yeah. Like, I didn't even plan. I, thank God I had that handkerchief in my pocket to, like, oh, I couldn't even walk yeah. down the stairs because like, everything was just pouring right there. It was ready to just sit down on that stairwell. And you know what's really interesting? I think that a lot of people who are like you, detail-oriented, like to plan, you know, you guys are obviously very much able to do that with everything that I saw, especially that basket, which is amazing. But it's interesting that it's not just someone who doesn't like to plan who gives it up to the event planner, but it's even if you do, then that's an even more critical time to give it up because then it has that assistance and in making it happen, right? And it's those types of personalities that we had numerous conversations about trying t- to get you to give up the control for the day. Like, don't give up control planning. Like, yeah. we, I need your input. I need you to be involved. And yeah. I love it when you're involved and when you want to be so so hands-on. But on the day, just try and just enjoy yourselves and know that the person that you've hired, the person that you've trusted, that you w- have worked with for the last year is going to take care of you. I'm going to take care of you guys. I'm going to make sure you're okay. I'm going to make sure your family is good. I'm going to make sure your vision is coming to life. 
And you did that. Yes. Finally. It's funny, when I brought up the um, other two ladies that were getting married, the Filipino ladies, where they hadn't come out to the one um, set of parents yet, uh, they didn't have a Trevor at their Casa Loma wedding. Um, So they were kind of just doing it on their own. And it was beautiful. It was fantastic. But the little things that I love about having a wedding planner, I'm checking in. Okay, are there rings? Are there vows? Where are the candles for the unity candles ceremony? No candles. I mean, it's the beauty of having someone who takes care of the details, right? Yeah, even after the um, the um, the photo shoot, when I mean when we did um, the photo shoot with the uh, photographer and videographer, like you came with a tablecloth because when we did the um, the smoke bomb, I think some pallets just flew on my on my suit, and there goes Trevor just running, making sure that we look good. <laughs> you had to look good. <laughs> you two look so good. Let's talk about your suits really quickly. You had custom suits made from my favorite thanks store. Thanks to you. Not you thanks to me. Thanks to Sur Mazur. They make incredible suits. Well, you hooked us up. Well, we didn't uh, know if such place existed. They're where I get my suits done, and they're where I get my shirts done. They're one of my favorite. They are my favorite custom suit shop in the city because, well, I've been there, so I know the experience. I know the, the customer service. I know the quality and the price point that they're going to give to my couples. And so I love to offer their services to anybody that will listen because I want them to get that experience too. And you did. You guys looked so good. I know. That was our very first. It was, yeah, we never done anything like that where you come in and you just choose from even to the last button. Like we went I think we were there for a good two and a half hours. Yeah. It can be dreadful, but it's a it's the best thing. It's fun. Best, yes. You're literally making it's your experience, garment. actually. Your like buttons you choose, the way your zipper is, the way your pockets are laid, every, your collar type. So that was the very first time I actually saw him. We had our moment where we saw each other for the first time. And then it's a good thing, I think, that we had that moment for the two of us because I was like just about to collapse and he kept telling me breathe breathe <laughs> thank god we were walking okay. together so loving was just you know and that moment i guess just that very few meters of us walking together it relaxed me it calmed me down so by the time we actually reached the top of the ceremony place i was already fine and then he started crying <laughs> <laughs> yeah then I it was his turn for him but then i it's my turn too <laughs> And then at the end of the ceremony, the Lady Gaga came, song came on and I started crying. <laughs> because it was Lady Gaga, not Madonna. <laughs> Just kidding. Okay, boys. We Obviously, we can talk for hours and hours, but we have to end this now. So thank you for coming in. Thank you for choosing us to be part of your thank special you day. Because so it, it truly Thanks was a so special much. day. Yeah. Thank you for being here to talk about it. Thank you for opening up. Teddy, thank you for being here again. Oh, my pleasure. I was so excited to see you again. (laughs) Okay, goodbye, guys. Bye. 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 Bye.